Part Five of the Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume Three, Lectures, Abraham Lincoln. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Lecture Three, Abraham Lincoln, Part Five. On the 22nd of July, 1862, Lincoln sent word to the members of his cabinet that he wished to see them. It so happened that Secretary Chase was the first to arrive. He found Lincoln reading a book. Looking up from the page, the president said, Chase, did you ever read this book? What book is it? asked Chase. Artemis Ward, replied Lincoln. Let me read you this chapter entitled, Wax works in Albany. And so he began reading while the other members of the cabinet one by one came in. At last Stanton told Mr. Lincoln that he was in a great hurry, and if any business was to be done he would like to do it at once. Whereupon Mr. Lincoln laid down the open book, opened a drawer, took out a paper and said, Gentlemen, I have called you together to notify you what I have determined to do. I want no advice. Nothing can change my mind. He then read the Proclamation of Emancipation. Chase thought there ought to be something about God at the close, to which Lincoln replied, Put it in. It won't hurt it. It was also agreed that the President would wait for a victory in the field before giving the proclamation to the world. The meeting was over. The members went their way. Mr. Chase was the last to go, and as he went through the door, looked back, and saw that Mr. Lincoln had taken up the book and was again engrossed in the waxworks at Albany. This was on the 22nd of July, 1862. On the 22nd of August of the same year, after Lincoln wrote his celebrated letter to Horace Greeley, in which he stated that his object was to save the Union, that he would save it with slavery if he could, that if it was necessary to destroy slavery in order to save the Union, he would. In other words, he would do what was necessary to save the Union. This letter disheartened to a great degree thousands and millions of the friends of freedom. They felt that Mr. Lincoln had not attained the moral height upon which they supposed he stood. And yet when this letter was written, the Emancipation Proclamation was in his hands, and had been for thirty days, waiting only an opportunity to give it to the world. Some two weeks after the letter to Greeley, Lincoln was waited on by a committee of clergymen, and was by them informed that it was God's will that he should issue a proclamation of emancipation. He replied to them, in substance, that the day of miracles had passed. He also mildly and kindly suggested that, if it were God's will, this proclamation should be issued. Certainly God would have made known that will to him, to the person whose duty it was to issue it. On the twenty-second day of September, 1862, the most glorious date in the history of the Republic, the proclamation of emancipation was issued. Lincoln had reached the generalization 
of all argument upon the question of slavery and freedom a generalization that never has been and probably never will be excelled in giving freedom to the slave we assure freedom to the free this is absolutely true liberty can be retained can be enjoyed only by giving it to others the spendthrift saves the miser is prodigal in the realm of freedom waste is husbandry he who puts chains upon the body of another shackles his own soul the moment the proclamation was issued the cause of the republic became sacred from that moment the north fought for the human race from that moment the north stood under the blue and stars the flag of nature sublime and free in eighteen thirty one lincoln went down the mississippi on a flatboat he received the extravagant salary of ten dollars a month when he reached new orleans he and some of his companions went about the city among other places they visited a slave market where men and women were being sold at auction a young colored girl was on the block lincoln heard the brutal words of the auctioneer the savage remarks of bidders the scene filled his soul with indignation and horror turning to his companions he said boys if i ever get a chance to hit slavery by god i'll hit it hard the helpless girl unconsciously had planted in a great heart the seeds of the proclamation thirty-one years afterward the chance came the oath was kept and to four millions of slaves of men women and children was restored liberty the jewel of the soul in the history and the fiction of the world there is nothing more intensely dramatic than this lincoln held within his brain the grandest truths and he held them as unconsciously as easily as naturally as a waveless pool holds within its stainless breast a thousand stars in these two years we had traveled from the ordinance of secession to the proclamation of emancipation end of part 5 recording by john brandon